The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. Already Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives. Securing futures. Reason number 12 to bank at BNA. We are the bank for Northeast Mississippi. We have one home, Northeast Mississippi. Seeing this local Northeast Mississippi economy thrive and helping the people of our area with their borrowing needs is our only focus. From buying a home to starting your own business, we are the team of local lenders standing ready to make your dreams a reality. BNA Bank. We are the bank of Northeast Mississippi. Member FDIC. An equal housing lender. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is 
Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. No Colin Brister with me today. No, today the guest is Gray Spencer. And that's the best news I can share on Talk of Champions. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming on. He's the manager for Ole Miss men's basketball. Spent some time in the video department of Ole Miss football. It was a one-car wreck, right? Yeah, it was a one-car wreck. I was coming back from New Albany. I was heading back to Oxford. Uh, uh, my boss, Thomas Gray, our director of operations, he called me. And uh, I was driving back to Oxford to take care of a few things and grab some stuff because, you know, this was before they'd already extended our spring break. And this one they'd already deemed it was going to be online classes for uh, the coronavirus. Um, so I was heading back to Oxford to get some clothes. And, you know, I just, be, I don't know, I don't really remember the wreck. Um, so I can't really tell you much about that. But I feel like. I feel like someone would have pulled out in front of me. Like, I, I don't like to have confidence in my driving, but I feel like someone would have pulled out in front of me and I, I was passing and I veered too far left and then it kind of led to me, you know, leading to the wreck pretty much. When did you black out and when you woke up, where were you? Uh, well, from that day, um, so I had a traumatic brain injury is what I learned today at rehab, apparently. No one told me that. Um, but uh, I can't really tell you when I blacked out because I don't remember much from that day. Um, but my boss, Coach Gray, told me that he you know, he called me. And then apparently I talked to one of my buddies, uh, Lee Sue, who's also a manager, Um I talked to him right before the wreck. I was on Highway 30 when I called him, apparently. And uh, the only thing I can remember, um, I remember being at NMCMC in Tupelo. And uh, my mom was there, and she told me I'd been in a car accident. And that was like, that's all a blur. Um, And then... It was in Tupelo, and then we woke up, and and I woke up, and then I I remember riding over to Jackson in an ambulance. Um, it was hot as crap in there, by the way. <laughs> Wouldn't advise that. Um, but we were heading to Jackson, and I remember getting there. Um, I can't tell you about my first couple of days there. Apparently, I was there for two weeks, but I remember – People told me that like last week, like last Monday, like it was like a, a switch went off in my head. My it's like a light. That that's really all I can tell you. See, that's the scariest part that. to me about the whole thing for you, and for anyone that goes through these type of situations, be it a car wreck or anything that sends them under to where they don't remember. Because everybody wants to know, well, do you remember any dreams or anything that was happening to you underneath? But really, for you, time had pretty much stopped, and it was broken up into these segments, right? Right. Uh and what's crazy about it is that my buddy Mitchell Shuttles, he had uh he asked me about if I had an out of body experience, I guess would be the best way to say it. Um and I can't really tell you anything and in these T V shows they always talk about how like in comas or whatever you can hear people talk to you and you can hear things around you going on and 
Like, I don't remember anything like that. Like, I have no recollection of that at all. Um, I don't know how many days I was in that coma, but it can't have been long, but I have no recollection of any type of out-of-body experience at all. Um, but I don't even remember the day I woke up. And I was, I've seen videos of myself. Like, I logged on to Twitter on my mom's phone, on my own Twitter account. Uh I didn't have a phone at the time and um because it got lost in the wreck or destroyed one of the two and uh I remember my mom like I just remember having lots of notifications on my Twitter and then like that I like logged off immediately because I was like I'm not dealing with all that like it was wild when you did come to and you saw the response from Ole Miss fans including the GoFundMe account what was the response Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, it was just really uh, one of those things. It was kind of emotional. I was like, man, like, this many people got her back. And, you know, that, it's one of those things, like, with Ole Miss, you know, it's got pretty much family no matter who you are. Um, it's not it's not a lie. Um, like, Coach Davis called. And then when I was at rehab in, in Jackson, Coach Case called me because he had my phone number and they, he called me. Um, I think Coach Hamilton called me when I was in Tupelo. Um, all those guys, those are my guys right there, Coach Casey, Coach Ham. Um, and, uh, but, I mean, it was really cool. Um, Adam Kuffner, you know, he runs the, the Twitter account. Shout out to him and Paris Buchanan for setting up that GoFundMe to help my family pay for the medical bills because, we ain't got that, so we don't know what it's gonna look like. Uh, and then we got we gotta buy me a new car, which is gonna be one heck of an adventure. Um, I gotta get cleared to drive before we even do that. Um, but I mean, it was it was really cool to see that. Um, see the support I had, and then from the GoFundMe to. I mean, to the anonymous donor, shout out to everybody that donated. I appreciate it. Um, and to the anonymous donors that didn't want to leave their name, I appreciate you all. I hope you know that. Uh, and to the anonymous donor that donated $1,000, you know, I, we really appreciate that. We, I wish you would have left your name so I could have write you a letter. But uh, And then I appreciate yours, too. I saw your name was in there. I appreciate your donation. Um but you know it's i just you know i just feel blessed to be here i feel like i got i've given a se- been given a second chance um I mean, it's truthfully like a miracle i'm here like my grandmother told me yesterday we went and ate um and she was like i think someone had someone's watching over you like and I, I i completely agree i couldn't agree more um you know, it was really crazy when I got home. There was a lot of people lining the streets. Um, shout out to all of them. I appreciate them coming out. But I woke up. I was, like, taking a nap in my dad's car, and then all those people were lined outside my house. And um, I was just like, why are all these people here? Like, It's like it's like that line from Remember the Titans. Like, when Gary Bertier gets in that car accident, you know, uh <laughs> His coach, I think the assistant coach walks in. He's just like, and the coach is like, 
now's the time to reflect and for prayer. And Gary, Gary Bertier wants to talk about the state championship. And he's like, coach, I'm hurt. I ain't dead. That's how I felt. Um, but I appreciate all the support and prayers. Um, I'm back home right now. And uh, my mom's here. She's uh, pretty much watching. She's watching over me, making sure I don't fall. So I have my balance, but it's like I'm still pretty light on my feet. Um, I'm not too comfortable on my feet, and I still got cleared to drive. I'm doing my outpatient rehab, which is what I had. I was doing this morning, and then um, now I have that Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, then I got to wake up in the morning and do that. So that's pretty much what I'm doing right now. Now I got to do my schoolwork, which is <laughs> all my professors have been really understanding about that. Um, there's still a lot of work. <laughs> we thought we lost you for a second there, though. I mean, it got really bad, right? Yeah, um, I learned like on the weekends we weren't doing anything in rehab in uh, Jackson. And I learned on Facebook that I like was in critical condition and I didn't realize how bad it was, like how bad it had gotten. Like I didn't realize I was, I like almost died. Oh yeah. Like a lot of people send in voice recordings or, or videos and stuff to my dad, like a lot of basketball players, like Bryce, John, John Rod, walk on. He, uh, some of them sent, voice recordings to my dad, like Sean Robinson sent one in. Um, Sammy reached out. I don't want to leave him out. Devontae called me on Instagram and messaged me on Instagram. And then uh, Blake messaged me on Instagram. And, you know, he had this heart condition, like, once we had a break in the summer. And uh, he was like, no one, is, no one else is allowed to die, like, while we're having, like, a break from coach Davis and break from practice. And the only, the only person that's allowed that is me or whatever. So I mean, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I mean, uh, shout out to all those guys for reaching out. Uh, I mean, it's just like, it's pretty much a family atmosphere and I'm, I'm ready to see all of them. We're ready to get back to work. Um, and I'm ready to meet the new guys that are coming in. The guy from Ryder and, uh, Sanford, um, you know, we missed out on the guy from Virginia Tech, but um, all the guys that are coming in, I'm ready to meet them, ready, just ready to get back to work and trying to get back to a normal life is pretty much what I'm looking forward to. Um, Listen to you, though. You sound like you've been paying attention to recruiting pretty good. Well, I've been. I When I, we were in rehab, that's all I could do. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, my dad and I, we were watching – Friday Night Light. We watched the whole first season of Friday Night Lights one weekend. But well, how rehab worked is I would have uh, occupational therapy with my guy Chuck in the morning, and uh, speech therapy with Taylor right after that. And then I'd go to respiratory therapy to work my breathing. Eventually, I graduated from that before I left, and then. Uh, then I had physical therapy with Colin where I worked on, they incorporated a basketball in there where I could dribble or whatever. And uh, I'm glad they did that. It made it a lot, a lot more interesting for me because I was ready to get out of there as soon as possible. That bed was not comfortable, but uh, I 
spot recruiting. Um, you know, obviously we want we want guys like we got. You know, hopefully they can come in here and make an immediate impact. So we'll see how what happens. So when you're in critical condition, what were they most worried about? Uh, no one's told me, um, so I can't really answer that. But I think they were worried about me living was pretty much it. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, Gray, that's that's the case. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think the whole thing was having to do with my brain bleed and Apparently, like, I could only move my toes and my fingers at one point. So, I guess the worry was, like, if I was paralyzed, if I'd ever be able to walk again. Or My dad told uh, Rick Cleveland, he called me when we got home. He told him, he was like, he said he didn't know if I was going to be the same person or whatever. And, you know, things, I feel like I still am. I don't think anything's changed. No, you sound so. the same. You sound good. And that's the most relieving thing for me. Cause when I saw the pictures, when I saw the initial videos and everything like that, it was scary and you didn't look like yourself. And then you come on, of course, when you start to feel pretty good, you get on Twitter right. cause that's who you are. And you had to post the video on Twitter. <laughs> um, how does it change your perspective though? When you go through something like that? Um, it really makes me appreciate, uh, Makes me appreciate more people. Um, makes me wish I would have spent time with more people that I wouldn't have, like people that I've lost touch with. Um, you know, and the main thing is like tell someone that you love them, especially someone you care about. Uh, just tell them because you never know when when your last day is, when their last day is. Um, but it's just one of those things that never know when it's going to happen to you and you know it happened to me and so that's the big thing i take from it is uh tell someone you love them never take that for granted um because the people i had reaching the messages i had on my new phone were you know were just like it's like people already saying bye like their last message to me or whatever uh, apparently, people were calling my phone. I, I had one person I knew that stayed with someone in Oxford, and they uh, they drove by the crash site, um, and uh, they they were calling my phone. They called one of my friends to call my phone, and you know, it was going straight to voicemail. I guess I mean they never found my phone. Um, my stepdad and my my sister went to the crash site to look for my phone and Apple Watch, and they don't, they never found my phone. Um, so they had to go buy me a new one. Um, all the stuff is, I mean, the stuff I've learned, I hadn't learned everything from the crash, but I guess it's a blessing in disguise. Um, sometimes you don't need to know. It would yeah. kind of be somewhat of a, a relief that they didn't find your phone because I couldn't imagine listening to those types of messages. That'd be haunting to hear people basically giving you their final goodbyes and you're still here. Oh yeah. The worst part about it was when I got on Snapchat and it was like people being like, you have to be okay. Uh, I it was like someone from Tupelo named Sam Turba and she's in Florida and she was like, Hey, I opened up my phone. I had like a lot to, I, you know, I didn't have any numbers saved. 
I liked the messages from her, so I had no idea who it was. And it was this person that was like saying, it's pretty much just like, that cannot be the last thing you ever send me. Like, tell me you're okay, yada, yada, yada. And it was just like, one of those things, like, meet all the people you can meet, never take anyone for granted. Um, kind of just like going back to what I was saying earlier, never take anyone for granted for sure. Um, you know, I'm, Really grateful to be here um, right now, obviously, and I'm grateful to be walking. You know, people that have been in my position and like had car wrecks like that. that I mean, they can't walk. So I mean, I'm happy to be able to walk, and you know, I still have balance problems. So hopefully, that'll come back to me. Um, you know, the worst part about it was getting home, and you know, me Pueblo, the New Albany special, me Pueblo <laughs> Mexican restaurant. <laughs> it, uh, <laughs> It didn't taste the same, so like everything, it tastes weird. Like my taste buds changed, and I don't eat the same things. And like if you know me, like food's a huge deal, deal to me. So we gotta, we gotta figure that out. What's going on there? And hopefully that comes back because I need those taste buds, and I can't not go without me, Pedro. <laughs> Man, that is the most New Albany thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> well. You know, it's just where we're at, man. That's yeah. what Coach Davis always tells us. It's just where we're at. Yeah. Oh, man. So, are you excited to get a basketball in your hand at some point? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'll probably have to go to my church gym and shoot a basketball. I need to see if I can still shoot. I've been out of it for so long, but I've lost weight. I, you know, I've lifted weights, and I, I was 170, and then now I'm – 147 i've lost 23 pounds wow. i was like 142 when they weighed me in jackson so i i've lost a lot of weight and i need to put that back i was trying to get to 180 before uh the accident and then obviously god had other plans but pretty bombed i'm trying to figure out when i can get back in the weight room obviously all the gyms are closed but so it's hard for me to go lift now but basketball wise i'm I need to go shoot. I probably lost my shot. Hopefully I had it. I hope I still got it. You're such a hardo, dude. What do you mean? You're talking about, oh, the gyms, I got to go lift. I mean, my gosh, man, you almost died. Man, there's sometimes, you know, you just got to gotta be tougher than than what you are. <laughs> That's something my, my dad always raised me on. Was be tough. <laughs> Don't let anything holds you back, yada, yada, yada. We're going to get right back to Grace Spencer of Ole Miss Basketball. But first, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes. Also available in SoundCloud and Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. And when you do go to iTunes, please leave a five-star review. doesn't matter what you say, as long as it's five stars. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. And if you go and join right now, if you've been on the fence... Not only are you going to get a significant percentage off of your annual subscription, but CBS All Access comes with it. So go to the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Mosquito Marshals. Are bugs ruining your evenings outside? Do you want to reclaim your yard from those pesky bugs? Well, Mosquito Marshals is here to help, to let their customers and their families enjoy living outside again. At Mosquito Marshals, their top priority is to keep their customers bite-free by providing the best mosquito control services in the industry. The goal is simple, to protect their customers' homes and businesses from mosquitoes, fleas, ticks, and they stand by their results. 
If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll respray your yard for free. But how do I know this? Because I have first-hand experience. Mosquito marshals rode out to my house and sprayed my yard. Took them no time, and I haven't seen a mosquito since. And trust me, I'm just like you. In quarantine, all me and my daughters can do is go outside, ride a bike, play some ping pong in the garage. Don't let a mosquito mess up your good time. No, schedule your appointment today. You can give them a call at 662-715-1818. That's 662-715-1818. Or visit Mosquito Marshalls online at mosquitomarshalls.com. Mosquito Marshalls, serving Oxford, Batesville, Water Valley, New Albany, Pontotoc, wherever you are, they'll come to you. Mosquito Marshalls. All right, so Ole Miss basketball. For you, right. you started out with Ole Miss football, went over to Ole Miss basketball. Why the switch? Why do you like basketball preferred, I guess, as a manager? Well, in high school, I played, and then obviously with my height, you know, you're not going to get many college offers. So. But, uh, you know, I, I really – I've always loved basketball. Um, and then my uncle, Norris Ashley, and my cousin, Jonathan, um, they've, they both coach – or coached, Nars coached, and Nars was the one, and before the guy at MRA won his game, Nars was the all-time winningest coach in Mississippi as a high school basketball coach. Um, which So that's kind of why I've just grown up around it and it's kind of been in my family. I don't want to say it runs in my blood, but it kind of does. My dad obviously didn't play. My family's not the most athletic, so what I did in high school was I took charge, but <laughs> I switched uh, main, mainly because uh, when Kermit got hired, Gerald Snyder, uh, the guy that did the recruiting for Mississippi, you know, may rest in peace. He's passed away now, but he knew Coach Davis. And he knew everyone on the staff, and, uh, you know, he was real close to me and my dad. And I asked my dad, I was like, hey, can you reach out to Gerald Snyder, see if he knows any of these coaches and get me on as a manager um and uh he put me on it's just a smaller environment i got to know the players more you know i did aj brown dk metcalf like i never met any of those guys um and just being a manager gives you a better chance to meet these guys and get to know them um obviously they rely on you more and uh it gives you a little more responsibility uh it's more work for me, uh, when you get, especially when you get out there and start guarding, uh, which I don't know if I'll be able to do. Hopefully, I'll be able to do it. I think I'll be back. When we, when we get out there and start guarding, I remember my first day, uh, Coach Hamilton was the one that I talked to. This was before Coach Gray got hired. Um, and Coach Hamilton was the first one that I talked to, and he told me he was going to hire me. And they gave me some shirts and stuff to wear. And he asked me, he was like, can you start tomorrow? This is like on a Thursday, and it was like a fr- he's like he's like, can you start tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I could start tomorrow. What time's practice? And he told me six a.m. So it was a oh, nice yeah. early start. And, oh yeah. So Coach Davis, um, I just walked in there, and you know, I didn't really know what to expect, and it was just one of those things. Is I kind of got thrown in the fire a little bit because uh, of Coach Davis. You know, you didn't don't know what to expect, so. He's yelling at us to guard them for certain drills, and that's kind of what we have to do and, and handle laundry. Um, so that, that's pretty much what we expect with that. <laughs> that's kind of why I switched, but I'm glad I switched. I, you know, I feel like these guys like me. Um, 
And then I feel like the coaches like me. Like Coach Case, so he loves me. You know, he told me he's that's my guy. I'd run through a wall for Coach Case. That, that's how I feel about them. And for Coach Hamilton too, since he put me on. But that's kind of why I made the switch. What's Coach Davis like in a practice? In a practice? Oh yeah. man. Uh <laughs> hey I mean you've been to practice, you've seen him. He's got uh on us, he's he's hard on us, he treats us like his players. Um and if uh the best way to describe it would be, you know, he's he's gonna get on you but he knows how to bring the best out of you. Um you know, just one of those things. It's like he knows how to bring the best out of you and he knows what buttons to push and that's the best thing I've learned from him is you got to know which buttons to push from your players, um, which players to get on, just one of those things. And I'm trying to be a coach, so I'm learning as much as I can from – you know, he's been doing this a long time, so I'm just trying to absorb as much as I can. You know, my dad told me go – he told me to go in there and be a sponge, so that's what I'm trying, trying to do is just be a sponge and hopefully I get into grad school and get on as a grad assistant somewhere. But if not, you know, obviously I'll be perfectly fine coaching high school basketball and – teaching math don't teach math <laughs> i do have to take a lot of math classes so when you're guarding brian tyree td whoever who was the toughest to guard and did you ever have a moment where you actually locked somebody down i didn't have a moment where i locked anyone down that, that's for sure these guys are on a different level for a reason um but uh the hardest person to guard definitely has got to be brian TD wasn't difficult to guard. His ball handling wasn't wasn't not say it wasn't great. Uh oh, that's an know. NBA wing now. Hold on. I know, but like Brian, man, Brian's a pro. I mean, I know he might not get drafted. You know, I don't know what what'll happen with him, and I hope he does get drafted. It obviously helps our program if he does. But you now with TD, TD just worked, man. He was a worker, and Brian went in there. You know, he. He called me at 5.30 a.m. one time. I didn't pick up. You know, he was calling me to go rebound. He told me to wake up when I went to practice. Uh, and he saw me. He's like, you get, you better wake up. Not, you know, I just – he's a gym rat. And, you know, a lot of that goes to Nick Williams, uh, the former player, you know, who I still talk to today. You know, he's pretty much like my pop. You know, I know you know him. But – uh. No, he's shout out to Nick getting these guys in the gym and T just worked and I shout out to where he's at, you know, for where where he's at, you know. It's just a, it's a huge deal for him to be doing a big thing. He got robbed of being a rising star and you can't convince me otherwise. He's having to I watch all of the games, you know. I would text him every now and then to I text him on his debut night and then you know he texts back immediately and I wasn't expecting that. And I mean that's just what type of guy T D is. He's just you know, he he just he's a good guy. And, you know, he's he's one of us and he's he really represents the university well and I think he understands like he understands how to do he understands how to play the game, if you know what I'm saying. So you said you want to aspire to be a coach. What kind of coaching right. style is Gray Spencer going to have? Gray Spencer is going to be a coach. It's going to he's going to be hard on his guys. Um, obviously, 
the whole game though, we're pressing. That's the thing I did in high school is we pressed it, all game. So these guys are going to be in shape. They're going to be conditioned. If I'm coaching in college, my strength coach is going to have these guys conditioned into shape. Um, they're going to have to be. And they're going to get used to it. They're not going to like pressing the whole game. But offensive-wise, uh, ball's going to move. Um, there's not going to be a lot of one-on-one type of situations, but the ball's going to move. I don't know. I feel like I'm giving you my game plan. Someone might watch, listen to this and scout me. Yeah. I'm coaching. <laughs> well, all they have to do, apparently, is watch Kermit Davis because you sound like a mini Kermit Davis. I've learned. I'm telling you, man. I, I've been trying to absorb a lot from him. Um, and these guys are going to guard. You know, they're going to play hard. They're going to dive on loose balls. That's the biggest thing for me. And, you know, I, I led the state in charges my senior year. So these guys are going to learn how to take charges. There's going to be a drill where they learn how to take charges. So my guys are going to play hard, and we're not going to be out tough. Um, we can't be out tough. You got to be the toughest team in the gym. It sounds like it. You know, it's just, I hate to sound like Coach Davis, but, you know, that's just, that's just who I am. And, you know, that's how I've been brought up and that's how I played. I w- Can we not agree that Charges is the most bullcrap call in the game? I don't know, man. <laughs> I flopped a lot when I was in high school, and people I played against can probably tell you that. But it's all about how you can sell it. Um, it's definitely a bullcrap call. <laughs> but in college, every single one of those is a block. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can agree. So basically, you just admitted to being a pest in high school, which kind of tracks. Yes. It's kind of own brand yes. for you. Yes. I I def, I'll admit to being a trap. I'm a hundred percent, a hundred percent like trying to trap guys, get guys in foul trouble. I'd do anything I can. I could annoy the crap out of people, man. I I'll tell you what. I <laughs> we played the intramural game, uh, you know, intramural basketball before all this coronavirus stuff happened, and I took four charges in the intramural game and got a fa- four fouls on that their best player and. I I was not I was trying to win, man. I'm telling you. Oh, like I said, I've known this kid his entire life. I know this family my entire life. Hardos, every single one of you. (laughs) That's not in the blood, I'm telling you. (laughs) All right, you're behind the scenes with Ole Miss basketball. You're in the rooms every single day. You're on the court every single day. When somebody asks you kind of off to the side, maybe just in general passing, your favorite moment, public or private, with Ole Miss basketball has been what? What story do you tell them? Me and Devontae got close last year. Um, so he's been talking to me a lot, you know. Oh, the NCAA tournament was special. Um, that's got to be the big one. Obviously, first year working, and then I got to go to the NCAA tournament. I worked my butt off. So I touched gray. And I'm grateful that he took me. Um, but with TD being there, you know, just being able to go close with him, it's just mainly the guys, man. That's mainly the thing is getting to know these guys and see if they're real, like, you know, their media personalities or how they really are. And, you know, they live up to it. Um, 
you know, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of fake in our locker room. I, I'll, I'll say that, um, there aren't any fakes in our locker room actually. Um, now I'm not sa- just saying that, man, that's just, these guys they are good guys. They're genuine. They mean what they say. I mean, the biggest public thing would have to be the NCAA tournament, getting to go to that. And I, you know, obviously that Oklahoma, you know, it was just making everything that day. And, I still think if we played again and they don't shoot that percentage, I still think we, we have a chance to win that one and move on. And I I thought we were – someone asked me what if, if I was making a bracket that year and I'd made a bracket. And obviously due to NCAA reasons, we can't enter in the sweepstakes to win money because it's NCAA reasons. And uh, someone asked me, who did you pick to win, win your bracket? And I said, us. Of course and you then, did. You know, of course you did, you homer. I, dude, I'm telling you, I just believed in us, man. I, every time we ran out to play with Coach Davis's first year, I just thought we were going to win. And, you know, going back to Brooklyn when we played Penn State, just the locker room at halftime, you know, just hearing the guys talk, you know, I just I had a feeling in my head that we were going to come back and win that game. And, no, obviously we did, and that moment was pretty special. And then seeing Bryce have the game he did, that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it's just a culmination of stuff. I hate to keep going, but Coach Davis's first year NCAA tournament and the going to Brooklyn and got to be beating Penn State was pretty good, and going to the NCAA tournament was special. So what was said in that halftime locker room at Penn State? I mean, he mainly just challenged them. Um, You know, I just, you know, he just challenged them, and he was just looking for someone to lead. And Brian stepped up and kind of got in front of the guys and was just like, you know, this isn't who we are. Like, we're not going out like this. We're at least going to make this a game. And, you know, actually we came back. You know, y'all know the rest of the story. We came back and won, and. You know, that was a big win, and I thought we were going to – I thought that was the win that was going to turn our season around. You know, at that point, we were like 9-3, and three, I think, after we won that game. And it was just – I thought it was the season to find and win. And, you know, it's just, it's just sometimes it's how the cookie crumbles. And Penn State, they're, I mean, they were kicking our butt first half. And we just – I mean, we kicked their butt in the second half, I'm telling you. <laughs> It's interesting, too, because I thought that was a season-turning game, too. And it just didn't work out from a player's perspective. We hear from Coach Davis. You hear from the players in a public setting, but privately, what went wrong, man? I think Sammy, when he first got to Ole Miss, um, obviously he was was our last guy here. um, And he had a a little more leeway than anyone when it came to development, you know, when he first got here, his first day he got here, he was out there like an hour before practice and he's getting shots up. And now I'm sitting here saying, this guy's really going to help us this year. You know, he's long and he's going to be a big help for us. And, you know, I just feel like mentally with him and Austin and all these younger guys, 
we were expecting a little more out of them, and I don't think they were ready for that. Uh, and no, I hate to say it like that, but just at the end, of, it's just the way the cookie crumbles. These young guys didn't live up to the hype, and I think that we uh, we just ran a gas at the end of the year, um, especially with the Georgia game. At some point, you know, the year needs to end, and these guys got to go recruit. And you know, Blake, Blake's big deal. He missed. You know, we take off a month in the summer, and then he comes back, and then has that heart problem. And first game back in Memphis, you know, he shoots the lights out, and then it's like the rest of the year, it's just like we weren't home, and he wasn't making shots, and that was the biggest issue, I think, with that. Um, so, what was it like know. with Ole Miss football? Uh, well. With all this football, my freshman year was the 2017. That was when we beat Mississippi State. We weren't bowl eligible yep. uh, due to the NCAA sanctions with Coach Freeze being there. Um, I remember working one summer. I remember Coach Freeze being there one week, and the next week Matt Luke was the head coach. Um, you know, that was that was an interesting time. Um, it was fun. Um job was easy and then they were saying I was going to get a full scholarship if I stayed and you know I had to I left and did another volunteer year and now I'm scholarship for the basketball team I'm getting getting a lot of money it's like a thousand dollar scholarship um, look at you I'm I'm trying to <laughs> but I mean it was it was cool getting to see the behind the scenes stuff but like when you with you with football, you were doing what I was doing. There's a stretch in that year. Um, the Alabama game that year was hard, especially with, you know, we got drummed. And then coming to practice the next day was the worst part. We had practice the next day as a walk-through day on Sunday. And then it's just like these guys don't care. You know, if they don't care, why should I care? And – then we beat Kentucky, and then everything went – you know, it went uphill. You know, obviously we ended up almost beating Texas A&M. I think that year we almost ended up beating Texas A&M. The next week we beat Mississippi State. You know, I not full-heartedly believe every time something I'm a, pro, I'm a part of plays Mississippi State, I feel like we're going to kick their butt. Because like I, I can't stand – it's hard. It's hard to, not, to like them. It's hard to pull for them. Well, you're in North Mississippi, and when you're from New Albany like I am, you got to choose because it's about the same distance from Oxford to Starkville or when you're in New Albany. You know, you just got to pick one or the other, and you can't have mutual feelings of appreciation for both of them. That's just not how it works here. I agree. (laughs) You know how it is in New Albany. So when Matt Luke leads Ole Miss to that win in the Egg Bowl, and then a couple of days later – Ross Bjork is there introducing him to the team as the new head coach. What was that like in the room? Uh, well, support staff really wasn't allowed in those meetings, especially since those were the players. Uh, so I really wasn't in the room, so I can't tell you that. But I remember seeing that Matt Luke was hired as head coach, and obviously – 
you know, at first I was excited, but then in your head, you're thinking, man, like, I really hope this is the right guy for the job because, you know, he's not leaving if he succeeds, like he's not going to leave. That's his dream job. And, you know, I just don't think he was ready to be a head coach. And I hate to say that, you know, because he's a good guy and he has good sons. And, but in the end of the day, you know, I just, I just don't think he was he was ready. And uh, do you think that was the general sentiment of the players in the IPF? Uh, when it happened, no. Uh, I think they all wanted him because they knew what was coming. And then you know, change is hard, uh, especially when you're twenty, twenty-one years old, and you have this coach that's probably recruited the most of them because he could recruit. I, I'll give Matt Luke that. And, he could recruit and you know I just and the, from the players perspective they were all excited and hyped for him to be back and from my perspective it was just like crap I hope he's ready because I, I hope he wins because you know obviously the backlash from it you know he he felt it I think and he, I think he felt the pressure immediately and uh there's there's definitely pressure no doubt about it because Ole Miss fans, I think we can we can agree that Ole Miss fans are demanding as Alabama fans when it comes to wins. As demanding for far less results. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next? What's the rehab process now moving forward? Uh, for outpatient, well, hopefully what's next is me getting cleared to drive so I can get the heck out of New Albany. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> um what's next for me is just keep going to Tupelo and hopefully get cleared and you know hopefully just get back to normal um I gotta my professors have told me that I get they've given me incompletes for the classes um for right now um and then I'll have until whenever school starts back in the fall, whenever classes start back in the fall, I'm not sure, um, to do my work. So I'll just be sitting at home doing schoolwork, you know, with the virus, there's not anything going on. So it's not like I'm missing anything, but you know, me and my buddy, Will Norwood, we'll probably go hit some batting practice when I get back to, to normal. Um, and we'll go hitting some batting practice for no reason. Rest in peace to the baseball season. Yeah, that was tough. 16 and 1 when play was suspended. I'm telling you, man, those guys were rolling. You go under, I, and you're thinking Ole Miss is going to be a national championship contender. You go under, and then boom, you wake up, it's all gone. Heck, when we were in Nashville, uh, we were playing Georgia. We were, When we was halftime, I checked my phone and I saw the news that the LSU series was canceled, and I was looking mm. forward forward to that i was like my gosh man you got to be kidding me they're about to cancel the whole season like they're going to cancel the march madden we got back to the hotel that night and they they canceled the they canceled the ncaa tournament or postponed it at the time and then or canceled it i don't remember but i remember thinking my gosh this is i'm this is there's not been nothing like this ever 
You're listening to Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben. He's Grace Spencer of Ole Miss Basketball. If you haven't already, subscribe, rate, review Talk of Champions in iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Just simply search Talk of Champions. I write for the Ole Miss Spirit, omspirit.com, an affiliate of 247 Sports. Talk of Champions is brought to you in part by Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford and Cheney's Pharmacy. As we all deal with the fallout from the coronavirus pandemic, one thing we're all trying to do, make sure our dollar goes further than it ever has before. Well, good thing for you, if you're in the market for a new car, truck, or Jeep, Alan Samuels, they were already looking out for you financially to meet each and every one of your needs, whatever those needs may be. They'll work with you to ensure you get the car you want at a price point you can afford. All you've got to do is go visit Brian, Mason, and the crew and let them take care of you through the easiest, most seamless car buying process around. How can they best serve you? To take advantage of any one or more of the services Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford provides, be sure to contact them today at 662-638-0044. Or stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue. That's just past Kroger. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. Let's be friends. As communities across the world deal with the coronavirus pandemic, it has never been more important to have a pharmacy you can trust. And the only pharmacy for you in Oxford is Cheney's Pharmacy. Not only is Cheney's Pharmacy filled with supporters of Ole Miss Athletics, but more than that, Cheney's, a fixture in this Oxford community, offers you anything and everything you'll need in your pharmacy. From prescription synchronization, immunizations, compounding a two-lane drive-through, and available hours that ensure your needs are met on your own time, Cheney's also accepts all third-party insurance. It's a locally owned pharmacy, and that's important, locally owned that has been in Oxford over 40 years, and they provide the best customer service out there. So give them a call, 662-234-7221. Or you can visit them at 501 Bramlett Boulevard. That's right off of University Avenue. They're open 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Sundays. You can find them online at ChinesePharmacy.com. Right now, each and every one of us have our own set of problems. Don't let your pharmacy be one of them. Cheney's Pharmacy, much more than just a pharmacy. The NCAA is about to at least make a ruling on whether or not to allow um, a one-year blanket waiver for all spring student-athletes to grant them a um, – or at least grant them immediate eligibility. And you've been in those rooms. You know how the, what those players deal with. How big is that? I just don't see what's wrong with that. What would be so against it? Let them, you know, compete. Because, like, guys like – I mean, you have guys like Damian Lillard at Weber State. You know, he made his, his – money he made his money in the ncaa tournament steph curry davidson all these guys at the smaller schools i mean there might be nba talent at smaller schools that just make they could make their money in the in march madness and you know the coronavirus obviously took that away just because things out of their control but not saying there was a guy that could to look out for this year but there might have been you never know well it hurts guys like two to lose the portsmouth when you lose Portsmouth right. and you lose all that pre-draft workout stuff, that's detrimental right, for right. guys that are on the fringes. I agree. I agree. And Brian, I'm telling you, man, the, the scouts have been talking. Coach Case has told me that, I don't know, where he went and worked out. I think he went to the CP3 camp this past summer, and they were just like, you know, if they scout talked to Coach Case, and it was just like he was telling them after the game. It was after we played Georgia. It's just like, you know, they're talking about you, Breen. Uh, you know, if they can put that ball in a bucket, we're going to take them. Um, talking about players in general. And then he was like, and Breen can put that ball in the bucket because obviously Breen knows how to score. But I feel like he'd have to play point in the NBA, especially with his height. 
But, you know, that's just my opinion. Is Brian an NBA point guard? I think he is. Um, he's got to learn how to make make guys around him better. Um, and I feel like he can do that, especially. And being a point guard, especially in the NBA level, you got to lead your team. And I feel like his coach asked him to do that. He's going to do it. He's going to do whatever it takes to play. And he's going to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. And if they ask him to do that, like, be more of a facilitator than a scorer, then he's going to do that. Like he's going to, whatever's asked of him, he's going to do like Brian, Brian's going to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. Like I'm no, I full confidence in that. No doubt. I meant to ask you this earlier, coach Spencer, but you hear it all the time <laughs> about Kermit's one, three, one, what goes into it. You've got a captive audience right here and you're the teacher and these are your students. How do you teach them what the one, three, one is? I'm not giving away secrets. That's Can't not a that. secret. It's a one-three-one defense. If you describe the two-three, is that giving away a secret? Everybody knows what the damn two-three is, Gray. <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, I mean it's mainly bumping guys down in the corner. You, no corner threes. You can't get. We don't give up corner threes. Obviously, we did this year. But it's just like all about <laughs> talking and communicating. It's just like. The two top guys have got to be able to talk to the two bottom guys. So, like, whenever the ball goes from the top of the key to the wing, the bottom guy is going to take – especially he's going to take that. If there's no guy running corner, running short corner, that guy is not going to stay down. He's going to stay on the ball. And then no, there's no bump there. Like, our top guy doesn't have to bump him down. But if that corner guy comes – You've got to bump down, and that all falls on the guy in the from the bottom, the bottom left or bottom right. They got to bump down. It's hard to explain without a board. <laughs> See, but look at you. You're already starting to develop a little bit of a coach's attitude towards this stuff. Don't want to give away trade secrets. Not going to give away behind the scenes stuff with Ole Miss basketball. Not going to say too much about scheme. That's a coach. That's good. Well, I can't have Coach Davis too mad at me. Yeah, you're on your way. I think it would be hard for Coach Davis to be mad at you right now, Gray, because you went through a very traumatic experience. It's just good to hear you talking, man, because I know that for many of us, like I mentioned earlier, everyone thought we almost lost you there, and then you come through it, you pull through it, and it's a great thing to see. No doubt, no doubt. No, God, give all all the praise to God. Um and all the people that prayed for me, you know, your praise word, I think that's just proof that prayer works. I have no doubt about that. Um, I'm just happy to be here. And God definitely had his hands on me. Um, and I've been very blessed and thankful to have a supportive group of friends, family, and for my dad to come to Jackson and to lay in that bed and the rehab percentage. for three weeks, apparently I was there. It was, you know, it's just, I appreciate the support. And then it's been very uplifting from getting on Twitter and having people supporting me. And then, you know, I've had people try to get Wendy's to sponsor me, sponsor my comeback. Wait, 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 what? 
I've, I've had uh, people on Twitter, you know, Wendy's was like asking people, if you get on Twitter, you can go back to Wendy's and they were like asking Twitter, they're like, who should we, what should we do? Like, should we sponsor somebody or not sponsor somebody, but like, what should we do? Like, give us someone that needs some extra love. And then that, someone like gave me a shout out. I was like, at Wendy's, you need a sponsor. <laughs> I mean, what is Wendy's going to do to help you if they're not going to give you money? What, a free Frosty if you make it through phase two of the rehab? Like, what are they going to do? Heck, they could give me free food for a year. Oh, God. Now, I, that, that is a very my, college dude, kid my, thing. I understand it. I'm with you there. Hey, my Wendy's order is like twenty dollars. I eat a lot. <laughs> what do you order from Wendy's? Okay, so it's a you get the days trickle with mayonnaise, cheese, and ketchup only, just the sandwich. Cause you, and then you get the ten, ten piece spicy nugget combo, large combo, and then you get a lime powerade to drink, large fry, and then you get a grilled chicken wrap with no lettuce. Uh, there's no way you can eat all of that i can oh my god gray i miss being young i do now i could never get away with that when i was your age i'm only 34 years old but still the idea of sitting down and eating a triple a 10 no no all i could think is oh cardiovascular problems Think about doing that and having to go play basketball right after that. that oh. That's that's what I did. <laughs> it's going to catch up to you one day. I'm just telling you. Well, I hope it does. I need to gain this weight back. <laughs> <laughs> Are you strong enough to play ping pong? Oh yeah, I can definitely play ping pong. I just okay, hope, I don't okay. Know well, if I, I bring that up. I bring ping. that up. I bring that up because you know where I live. A couple of houses down from your cousin Wit. I got a ping pong right. table. If you're ever feeling kind of cooped up, want to get out of the house, New Albany, I'm there with you. It's it's a pain. You need to get out of the house. Come on over to Ben's house, and I'll wreck you in ping pong. Well, I don't have a car, but I'll oh, have to yeah. call you for a ride. Yeah. <laughs> this is my commitment yeah, to you, fun. that if you want me to wreck you in ping pong, you call me up, I'll come and get you and bring you over. And who knows? I might just sell you my car for nothing. What a guy. If you call me Spirit Ben, though, I'm going to kick you in the ass. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'd never. Uh, okay. <laughs> Next year, Domencio Vaughn from Ryder, Sanford Robert Allen. They're still out there pursuing some guys. Marco Santos Silva from VCU is a transfer target for Ole Miss. Still recruiting, actively recruiting, according to Kermit Davis. When you look ahead to next year, how can Ole Miss get back to the NCAA tournament? Looking back on this year, just on stuff we can improve on, uh, can we guard? Can we be the toughest team in the gym? And, you know, can we make shots? Uh, okay. Because I feel like when I go back and watch the tape of our games, you know, sometimes you just, we just didn't make shots. And I feel like if we – we just – we've got to have guys that, out there that can make shots. And I feel like we will. We put You put Jarkel in. You know, I, I told you a long time ago that Jarkel was – Best player we've ha- we have in the gym. You know, he's the first guy out before practice, out there an hour before, and this that includes our six a.m. workouts that we have in October. We do two days. Um, you know, he's out there an hour early. You no, know, he just 
he's first one out there and then he's the last one there and you know I just I just feel like we're gonna I feel like we're gonna make the tournament this year like you can you can shake your head all you want but I just you won't tell me like I believe in these guys and I believe in what we got and then, you know I just I feel like we have what, we, what it takes to get into the tournament, and uh, if we can April, beat April April twenty seventh, two thousand and twenty, Gray Spencer, Gray Spencer, guarantees an NCAA tournament appearance for Ole Miss basketball. All right, wrote it down. <laughs> it's pretty bald there. Yeah, I'm just you know that's what I heard. That's all I heard. Jarkel's an interesting story because yes, you did bring up Jarkel to me a long, long time ago, Kermit. Same thing, and then Kermit comes out and publicly says that at times Jarkel was the best player in the gym. What does that mean? Uh, well, I just feel like he's a hard worker. You know, he's he's not going to be out of work. He's going to guard, and then you know, I see that was, that's the question on Kenny guard. You know, as size and and just guys like him. And I think that's a big deal to do, a big thing to do with it. All the guys like him and they'll play for him. And, you know, the scout team, he made, he made the scout team 10 times better than what they were. Um, you know, sometimes we'd have trouble covering our scout because Jarkel would be, let's say, say we're playing Mississippi State and they had Tyson Carter and we made Jarkel Tyson Carter. Jarkel would go get go get 20 practice, 20 points of practice if I had to chart it. I mean, he just, he's just a different animal. Um, he's a different beast, and I feel like people are going to see that, and it's going to be, a, there's going to be a really good story about him. You know, he's a hometown kid. He's from Oxford, and obviously didn't get recruited by the previous staff, and I hate he had to sit out this year because we could have used him this year, no doubt. I have no doubt about that. Him and Brian were close. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, man. What does he, he look like coming. off the ball playing with Devontae? What does that look like? Well, um, if we're in our kind of one-four set, he's going to run over some screens, get ball screens. He's going to look. He's going to. He's going to get a ball screen. I mean, he looks good to me. And then he's going to. He's looking for a pull up, but he'll he's obviously gonna make that live pass if it's there to dream if he's setting the screen and you know, I think him and Devontae play well together and then, you know, Devontae a big reason him coming back was I think was the Jarkel being there and him wanting to play with Jarkel and then you, know, you could talk to him and ask him and I think he'd tell you the same thing is that he wanted to play with Jarkel. Um but Jarkel being on the scout team whenever we'd run through some run through some sets. You know, Jarkel not being eligible to play, uh, definitely through hits and seeing them play together. But, you know, I think the chemistry is definitely there. Um, they're every day after practice, they stay and shoot together. It'd be the first one to five. They got to make five in a row. And Jarkel probably won most of those. <laughs> not going to lie. Sorry, Devontae. But Jarkel is just. He's a competitor, and then he'll do whatever it takes to win. And then whatever coach asks of him, I know what he's going to do. Um, because Jarkel is just a winner, man. I'm telling you, 
Well, it's good to hear from you, man, because, again, all of us were worried. All of us, well, most of us gave money and tried to help out the best we could. But the best thing we could get back in return is hearing you speak and hearing that you're improving and walking and all those kind of things. So thanks for doing this, and I'm happy for you. Love you, buddy. And, um, yeah, get back to it. Go get your Wendy's orders and your batting practice. And whenever you want to get wrecked in ping pong here at home, I'm here. Just give me a call. Yeah, I will. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.